all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Karen Brown with Dr. Michelle Owens, specialist in maternal fetal medicine and OBGYN at UMMC, and surgical pathologist Dr. Allie Brown. Today, it's out with the old out with the useless, out with the no longer needed. It's our Clutter Be Gone show. Find out how to make a clean start by cleaning up and why doing so is good for your health. Give us a call 1-877-MPB-RING 877-672-7464 or send an email to women at mpbonline.org We will be back to start the show after news from NPR here on MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Senate Democrats are attempting to delay Scott Pruitt's confirmation to take charge of the Environmental Protection Agency. It's a long shot. The Oklahoma Attorney General appears to have enough support in the chamber, but critics such as Minority Leader Chuck Schumer are pressing the Senate to extend the debate with new conflict of interest questions emerging about Pruitt's ties to the energy industry. Just yesterday, as you've heard, an Oklahoma judge ruled that Scott Pruitt, President Trump's nominee to lead the EPA, must turn over approximately 3,000 emails relating to his communications with the fossil fuel industry. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is expressing frustration at the pace of the confirmation hearings for President Trump's nominees. You know, I hope at some point here the um, other side will uh, accept the results of last year's election, uh, allow the administration to get fully staffed and uh, ready to go. The Senate is due to vote on the EPA nominee at 1 p.m. Eastern. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson has held his first joint talks with G20 nations that oppose Syrian President Bashar al-Assad. Esme Nicholson reports there's cautious optimism about the willingness of the Trump administration to engage with a U.N.-backed solution to Syria. Germany's Foreign Minister Sigmar Gabriel, who's hosting the G20 Foreign Ministers Summit in Bonn, said that Tillerson had played an active role in discussions about how to end the war in Syria. Participants of the meeting, which included the U.S., Saudi Arabia, Turkey, Great Britain, France and Germany, agreed that a political solution under the supervision of the United Nations is the only way to stop the fighting. Russia, which has supported the Syrian government under Assad, did not take part in the talks. But Gabriel stressed that Russia's support is crucial if progress is to be made at the UN peace talks due to resume in Geneva next week. For NPR News, I'm Esme Nicholson. 
in Berlin. The first of three storms expected this week is making its way through northern California. Cat Snow of member station KQED says authorities find that the Orville Dam is still stable, so they're concentrating on shoring up a power plant in the area. Water officials say their biggest job now is moving a huge pile of debris that's backing water up against the power plant. There are chunks of concrete, trees, branches, and a lot of mud all cast into the river from the water cascading over the damaged concrete spillway. Department of Water Resources Acting Director Bill Croyle says clearing debris is an all-day job. That plant is important for us to uh, make available, so we need to move more of that material out of the way at the bottom of that slope drop the water level in front of that plant, and that allows us to add another way for us to get water out of the reservoir. That's helpful, Croyle says, with two more storms on the way by Monday. For NPR News, I'm Kat Snow. The Dow is off 64 points. This is NPR News. A tropical storm has reportedly killed at least seven people after hitting the eastern coast of Mozambique. NPR's Afabia Quistarkton reports the storm now raises the risk of flooding and crop damage across the border in South Africa. Downgraded from the cyclone, Tropical Storm Dineo brought heavy rain and fierce winds to Mozambique, where the Emergency Operational Center says about 130,000 people have been affected in Inyamban province, 350 miles north of the capital Maputo. Impoverished Mozambique is prone to flooding and about 20,000 homes are reported to have been washed away. It has been especially vulnerable after drought degraded and hardened soil, meaning water is not easily absorbed. In neighbouring South Africa, Storm Dineo has made landfall. The Met Office is warning of possible flooding in Impumalanga and Limpopo provinces of Herbiakwistaktan, NPR News, Johannesburg. The bombing at a Sufi shrine in southern Pakistan yesterday is now blamed in at least 88 deaths. As the death toll rises, so does Pakistan's pressure on neighbouring Afghanistan to help find and turn over those allegedly responsible for the attack. Pakistani officials say they've given Kabul a list of 76 suspected terrorists believed to be in hiding in Afghanistan. It has been a deadly day for security forces in the eastern part of Afghanistan. Newswires are quoting a leading Afghan official disclosing that at least 17 soldiers were killed when their army post along the border with Pakistan was attacked. Local authorities suspect ISIS was behind it. The Dow is off 63 points at last glance at 20,556. I'm Lakshmi Singh, NPR News, Washington. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Blue Vine, providing small businesses with online access to capital through revolving lines of credit and invoice factoring with a commitment to transparency. Small business credit help is available at bluevine.com. This is Southern Remedy for Women with Dr. Michelle Owens on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, women at mpbonline.org. And now, Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for listening to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown. Dr. Michelle Owens is here. Dr. Ali Brown is here. And today it is out with the old, out with the useless, out with the no longer needed. This is Clutter Be Gone. Find out how to make a clean start by cleaning up and why doing so is good for your health. 
If you want to call us with a comment or a question, you're going to want to call us a little bit later as we get started with your great ideas for cleaning up and getting rid of stuff you no longer need or should no longer need. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. Good morning, doctors. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. So uh, we were commenting that Dr. Brown, I think it's because of the topic of the show, you look so tidy tidy and and pretty. Usually you come in with workout clothes, or a lot of times you do, kind of workout, like you just came. I don't know. Well, not quite that sloppy but i was wearing workout clothes and then i changed your hair is nicely curled and i know she looks very nice she looks very fancy oh you know someone told me the other day i looked fancy i think i've been fancy lately there's a song by rita uh, reba mcintyre called fancy and uh what's her name iggy azalea (laughs) all right we're set thanks for listening everyone (laughs) (laughs) gotta go Awesome. So I'm I'm really excited about um, this topic. I I think um, it's kind of interesting because when we uh, first started thinking about tidying, my Ali fix my life concept, um, it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with. And you know, there are TV shows to show like the most. I guess the farthest end of the spectrum where, you know, the hoarders TV show that comes on um, one of the stations like Bravo station or something and where you they go into these people's homes and they've amassed all of these things. But um, I think the idea for this really came from the other day when um, Allie and I were just talking about um, something that she said she was not really looking forward to doing, but that she was going to have to do, which was. When you were going, you were helping someone move stuff or as they were transitioning from one place to another. And um, she said, you know, people really are anxious about doing this. Um, Letting go of things. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It is. Um, And, you know, the more that we talked about it, because I think when we talked about tidying, one of the responses that I got was, well, wait a minute, how does that really relate to health? But, um, you know, that external stuff, is really just kind of like a physical manifestation for many of us to like some of the emotional and psychological um, baggage and things that we have accumulated. And I'm not talking about memories and all of that, but yeah, not like photos right, and no, 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 but, things like but that. Yeah. Feelings and like so, clutter in your house can represent clutter in your brain. Well, and a lot holding of holding on to the think, past, yeah, for when, instance, right? And when you have clutter in your space, um, it, it sometimes also affects your ability to to think or um, to even sometimes the way that you can be unmotivated. If you feel kind of like burdened down um, with just so much stuff, almost that the stuff is taking over, I think that that kind of sometimes gets manifested emotionally too, how you oh, feel yeah. like you are overtaken by things in your life and this inability to move forward, the inability to have that, to inhabit a space that is, that is open and free and that gives you the opportunity to actually see something different or to see things in a different way because you're so, there's just so much clutter and so much noise. And you carry it with you. If, if, if my home is in a way where I know that things need to be put away or gotten rid of, I carry it through my day. It definitely affects my frame of mind. Now, admittedly, well, plus I am you have kind two of a, boys that Yeah, but I am have, also like a very, 
I'd like things to be tidy. Like I want things a certain way. I'm one of those people. So it really affects me. But I think even if you are not a person like that, it affects you whether you know it or not. Yeah. I'm really a believer in that. And I think that you sometimes... But yeah, I do it, have little kids that are in dogs and the bird and, you know, all kinds of stuff that make a mess. a small zoo at her home. <laughs> but th- I think that also gives you, you know, an opportunity for those people who may not even um, have an issue with you know, clutter or tidying or what have you. Um, first of all, if you if you're one of those people that has done this and has perfected it and who sees the good in that, we would love for you to call and share your tips because later on in the show, we're going to talk about things that it may be difficult or challenging to get rid of and how you might use certain tips and tricks in order to kind of help organize things. Um, but it's it's about I think it's about number one helping you to feel more organized um, and then what you do with that you you kind of can decide it gives you a little bit more actually even a little bit more control which is very attractive to a lot of people to have more control over their lives and to be more deliberate and to feel like you're getting more out of things whether it's getting more out of the space that you live in or getting more out of just getting more headspace, you know, to not have so much noise and so much distraction, but to be in a place where there's clarity and, and you can you feel like you can see and think clearly. Dr. Brown, you've already said twice since the show started that people have trouble getting rid of their stuff. So let me be an example of that, because it's very rare that I'll say, OK, I'm going to throw this away and grab up a whole bunch of stuff and actually throw it out. And it feels great to drag this big bag to the curb. But most of the time, I have stuff around, and I'll pick it up, and I'll go, I might need this. Can't throw it away. I might need this, even though some part of my brain says, you're never going to need this. So how do you recommend, or what do you recommend to to reach that point where you can throw it away without guilt? Well, you really should start with things that aren't mementos or don't mean something to you. I mean, there is something, a category of things in your home, maybe clothes, clothes is always a good place to start. We tend to amass lots of clothing that we are never going to wear again. We maybe never wore in the first place, you know, et cetera. you wore once and you can't wear it now and you're probably not going to wear it next year. it's out of style, you know, maybe it's kind of tattered. Doesn't fit. (laughs) Doesn't fit. Um, So I would, there might be things that you hold on to and say, I could use this. Then maybe that sort of category of thing is not the thing for you to start with is what I would say. Yeah. Maybe you could get inspired by starting with something else that you'd have a bit of an easier time letting go of, although it still might be hard, and then move on to whatever that category is in the future. That's so something that I would is, recommend. That is very Marie Kondo of you. <laughs> well, thank you. That's a compliment. Um, absolutely. So Marie Kondo is, um, is an author of um, a book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And Dr. Brown and I are both fans um, of this book. And the thing that really resonated with me about the book um, was not only the fact that it talks about tidying, and that's one of the things that she recommends, is that, you know, start in a place where it's not heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching and you feel like, you know, because the process of cleaning and tidying it's it can take you through a series of emotions um, and because there are things that we all have in our homes that are mementos or that bring back memories. I think everybody can relate to hearing a song on the radio and instantly when you hear that certain song, it transforms you back to a time and it transports you back to a time and a place. And whether it was 
you know, the eighth grade dance where some little boy walks up to you and asks you to dance since the first time you've danced with a little boy or something. I mean, like there's there's something like that or that song that was like your favorite song when you were in college and it was playing at the places when you and your friends used to go out. There are things in our homes that that give us those same memories that take us back in that same way. And it's not until we see them, because usually if it's it's in your house and you're used to seeing it, it kind of fades into black, right? You don't really recognize it um, because you don't appreciate the beauty in it every single day. But then when you're getting ready to throw it away, then all of a sudden you think about it. And for all of those things that it means, it becomes even more difficult. And so years ago, I read another book about decluttering. And I can't even remember the title of that book. But the thing that I remembered was it also said that one of the difficulties that people who deal with clutter or who amass things and have difficulty letting go are people who assign value to things that would otherwise not have value. So you can't let you can't get rid of the T-shirt because that was the T-shirt that you wore on the night that you met your husband and you've been married for 36 years and the T-shirt's still in your home and you've never worn the T-shirt. But you can't get rid of it because that was the T-shirt that you wore on that night. So it's in a drawer somewhere taking up space and you're not really using it. I wouldn't throw that away. (laughs) It has too strong a value to it. Yeah, you don't have, I mean, something like that might be a little more extreme. Another thing with value, I find people get attached to something because it cost however much when they got it, whenever they'd gotten it. Now that it's sitting there, it is a, it really isn't worth that anymore. It's probably worth nothing. So though that money you spent on it is gone. So holding onto the item that you don't need, it's a reminder of that money that you spent. Yeah. And a concept of the value, I think that another thing that's really, um, that, can be very meaningful is the idea that, you know, if you spend that money, the reason that you spend it is because you want to use it. How many of us have something at home, in our homes or something somewhere else in our closets that we we went out and it was a splurge. We bought it, whether impulsive or well thought out. And then when it's time to go do something, you're like, oh, no, no, I can't wear that because it, it's too, too nice. special. Exactly. It's, I'm, are <laughs> Don't you eat off me? the fine china. I might get it dirty. Yeah, I'm not going right. to do oh, that. My mom gave me two of the most beautiful purses. Uh, and she barely ever used them because they were just so special and they were, you know, expensive and nice. And they, they sat in her drawer most of the time. And I use them all the time now. I can totally know? relate to that. We <laughs> yeah. got to take a break. So we invite your phone calls with questions or comments. And in fact, let call in with something that that you've never used because it's too nice to use or something you can't throw away yeah, and something for whatever you reason amass, that might right? be yeah. or, or how you do th- throw things away if you're successful at that. And this is a good topic. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464 or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio. Rorschach's famous ink blots. A lot of people do dismiss them. But writer Damien Searle says those dismissals are out of date. The Rorschach test works. The real test is not that if you see a bouncing bunny, you're the good twin, and if you see an axe murderer, you're the bad twin. I'm Robert Siegel. Herman Rorschach's symmetrical blobs and where they came from. This afternoon on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. Can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1 877 MPB Ring. That's 1 877 672 7464. Or you can email the show women at mpbonline.org. on Southern Remedy for Women. And uh, we're talking about decluttering, cleaning up your house and how that can affect your health, your emotional health, your mental health. Uh, and there's this book that the two ladies, Dr. Dr. Michelle Owens and Dr. Allie Brown have been talking about. It's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up the Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. So I pick up this book and I'm just leaping through it and here's what I run across. The fact that you possess a surplus of things that you can't bring yourself to discard doesn't mean you're taking good care of them. In fact, it is quite the opposite. Yeah. So she you're has, piling things on top of things and everything on the bottom's getting squished and but she talks about that a lot. Yeah. She does. There's and actually not a pile. Book. Yeah, and there's a lot of um so she has a very unique um approach. It's kind of this personification almost of, of inanimate objects. Um but it's it's funny because the way that we I guess hold on to things that you know, you think about it, how many times has have you decided during whether it's spring cleaning or cleaning out a garage and you move a box or you move something and then you find other things and you've forgotten that you even had them. And they are things that you either intended to use or that you would have used if you but remembered that they were there. So it's that concept of like if you accumulate so much, especially considering the fact that you can't use a ton of things um, at the same time, you have to be really careful about how you um, how you hold on to things because what happens is you forget about them, and if they're smushed in between a dress, how many a dress in the back of the closet, and you pull it out and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot all about this. It's a great dress. Well, it was great three years ago or ten years ago, um, and it's probably not as great now. But instantly you're transported back to the time ten years ago when it was a great dress, and you're like, wow, I can't even remember. I can't even remember the last time I wore it. I I forgot all about this. And it's kind of that out of sight, out of mind thing that works with your stuff. So that's one of the things that she talks about is like making sure that the way that you organize things, once you have kind of gotten to the point where you can can clear out things and, and purge things, is to be able to organize it such so that you can see it so that you can because when you see it, then you'll use it. Um, and then if you realize after seeing things over and over and over again that you're still not using it, then that helps to ameliorate your guilt as you decide to kind of 
let release those items to be able to be used by someone who would use them regularly. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't know what you have, like I'll go back to the clothing example because I think everyone can relate to this. You tend to buy the same thing over and over, right? But if absolutely. you organize your closet so that all of your sleeveless shirts are together, all of your short sleeve shirts are together, then you'll see why do I keep buying sleeveless white button up <laughs> shirt or something like that? It's like, and I have those still, even though I'm very organized, but I, you know, I, but I know, you know, I, I don't need to buy this anymore. You know, how many my- pairs of black pants do you have? You know, oh my gosh, I have, I was just going to say yeah. that's my. Black pants. I must have about like 15 pair of black pants. As my boys grew out of their clothes, I would save their older clothes. I'll go, okay, I'll give these away. I'll take them down to Goodwill or whatever. I'll sell them in a garage sale because somebody will want them and need them. And they sat in my closet and they've sat there for years and years and years. And finally I went, I'm not going to do this. And I took them to the curb and I threw them away. And I feel kind of bad that that was a waste of stuff. But they they could have driven to Goodwill. Yeah, except have you ever been to the Goodwill or the drop-off site? And I do. People throw garbage. They throw <gasps> garbage in there. Well, I go to the store. Okay, well. but there are lots of there are lots of options, and now with you know with the internet, there are organizations. I'll come get it. Yes, where there are so many options. So I would encourage anyone who is going through the process, whether it's spring cleaning or they're just trying to kind of reorganize their lives and and trying to tidy up and and declutter. You know, think about. Um, look online and see if there are places that want or could use some of your things. Like I think of the organizations in town, like there's a dress for success. So if you have business clothes or professional attire that you no longer wear or that has outlived its utilization in your life, then you can donate it to that organization and give someone else an opportunity to benefit from your gift. Um, So that concept of things um, that the cycle of being able to release your items to be used by someone else um, who may have a greater need or for whom they may be more useful. Yeah, and if listeners have a, a place in, that they can recommend things be sent to, please call in. Well, maybe this, our next caller, Betty from Canton, she has a comment about giving away items. Hi, Betty. Hey, good morning. Hi, good, good morning. morning. Uh, I have to admit there are things I do kind of hoard, but... What I've been, uh, I'm 70 years old, and what I've been uh, trying to do is a giveaway, like you said, but things that are very special to me, whether it be jewelry or like a collection of dolls that I have from my childhood that I've given to my granddaughters, and every year, you know, make a point of giving something that I can see that person enjoy. Because, I mean, how many rings can you wear, really? I mean, in one time. So it's like. You know, give it away. It might be something, um, somebody besides your direct relatives that you want want them to have something. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's better to see the joy that they can have out of something you have and have had joy in while you're still alive. Not wait till you die to give it away. Absolutely. I think that's an important thing. I mean, let things have life while you can enjoy them and while you can watch them be enjoyed by others. That's a great point. Right. I think maybe the older you get, the more you realize that. But yeah. I don't, you know, things that matter and that don't. Yeah. You can't take right. it with you. And how? And how? <laughs> And how how much more do we amass in our lives that is above and beyond that which we really need? Exactly. 
Yeah. Well, Betty, that's a great idea. Thank you so much okay. for your phone call. Thank you for your help. Okay. Bye-bye. Let me give the phone number out before we take our next call. It is 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. You can also send an email if you prefer to women at mpbonline.org. And now we say good morning to Karen calling from Olive Branch. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. My cousin pays for three storage units that are full of things she hasn't seen for 10 years. But she won't even, you know, entertain the thought of getting rid of any of it. So my question is, is there anything we can do to help encourage her? So um, I think that when when people struggle and they have like stuff in storage units, I think sometimes it's just good to encourage them to go and take a look at it. I think if you, and and that may be a way to open the door um, to getting her willing to consider parting with things. Now, some people um, actually need the help of professionals, like they need to talk to a psychologist, et cetera, who can help them go through the process. Keep in mind though, Karen, that for many people, it's a very emotional thing. And so store if you have three storage units, you'll there's no way that she can remember every single item that's in there. And so it, sometimes it's good just to ask the question. So what 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 all's in there? You know, what is it? Why are you keeping it? Why does it matter? Not in a judgmental way, but just as if you're genuinely interested in knowing um, and then say, hey, do, you know, for some people, it's just a huge ordeal to even go and get started. Um, so perhaps maybe if you say, hey, I'd love to go with you to one of your storage units and we can kind of clean some things out. Perhaps maybe it would be you could say, well, you could definitely save some money if you are able to get rid of things and consolidate from three storage units down to two storage units. I mean, there are lots of different ways to incentivize someone to do it. Um, but it needs I think the the approach is very important and also acknowledging for some people that it can be a very emotional time. There may be keepsakes in there and some of those may be things that she doesn't exactly want to face or deal with at the time um, or she may not even want to kind of go through it. It may be very overwhelming. So I think being supportive is one way um, and asking in a way that's very like as if you're just being interested and concerned much more so than you're a hoarder. That's a problem. You got to get rid of that stuff right away. Well, I think even if you don't come you don't intend to come off that way. She may hear it from that way. So yeah, like yeah. like Dr. Owens is saying, really be explicit that you're not meaning it in that kind of way. Because you know people hear things differently than we think mm -hmm. we're saying it a lot of times. And also you can make an event of it. Like maybe you can go have lunch and just say like, this is the day we're going to go um, do this. And we're going to start by having a nice lunch and mm -hmm. uh, chatting about things. You know, make an event of it. And, and the other thing is, if you're not a person who has difficulty with tidying or, or getting rid of things, another thing that you could do is say, hey, why don't, why don't you come over? I'm getting ready to go through some things. And don't let her take any of it home. But say, I'm going to go through some things and I'm going to get rid of some stuff. I'm thinking about giving to X charity or donating. Would you like to help? I know you have three storage units. Maybe we can go through there and find some things that you're not using that you could part with. And that might be a way to get her started. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it is a really, for some people, it is a huge emotional ordeal. And I think we just have to really be respectful and honor that as we're trying to help bring people out of it. Thank you so much, Karen. Great question. Bye. Thanks. Oops, I cut her off before she said, she said, thank, and we didn't hear the you. But thank you, Karen. <laughs> Back to the phones we go. Adam calling in from Ocean Springs. Adam, go ahead. 
Hi, uh, I'm actually a driver for American Thrift Store in Ocean Springs. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually the guy that goes around to the people's houses and picks up the donations. Awesome. I yeah. bet you got some great stories to tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you'd be surprised what people donate. But uh, right now, clothes is really one of the main things that we need right now. We're actually running out of clothes. Oh, wow. that's really interesting. Oh, gosh. Is that because of the, the tornadoes down south? No, or? it's just because it's that time of year. Okay. It's after Christmas. Uh, our thing runs in cycles. And right now it's getting down to the down cycle. Oh. So it'll slow down until after, uh, it'll pick up again right around spring break, and then it'll slow down again until around October. Oh. So, so Adam, give us an idea. If someone has a bunch of clothes, what condition do they have to be in? How do they give them to you? Do they have to be on racks? or, or Tell us some details. Um, we really like them to be in bags because if it's on hangers or something like that, that just takes up a lot of time. Because we have to take them off the hangers and stuff like that. So if you can have them off the hangers and just in, like, garbage bags or something like that, and just call us and set it out by your driveway or on your front porch or something like that, you don't have to be there for us to pick it up. Just mark it that we can know that it's there for us to pick up. You make it very easy. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in Ocean Springs, call Adam. Well, we pick up in Ocean Springs. We pick up in Jackson, Harrison, and Hancock County. Okay, awesome. And that, you know, the other thing is that um, in many of those instances, when you make donations, that you can also get the benefit of a tax write-off yes. for the donations that you make. So, um, and they can usually provide receipts and those things for what it is that you've dropped off. So that's another another benefit of uh, being able to let go of some stuff. Adam, we really appreciate your calling. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. All right, Pete. We're going to take another phone call before we go to break. Rose is calling in from Cleveland. You have a very good comment. Go ahead, Rose. Yes. Uh, recently, my uncle passed away on the uh, West Coast, and me and four of my siblings went out there to clean out his apartment. And I that was something that was real overwhelming for the four of us. We had to do it in a week because they were going to charge us rent because it was like the first of the year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had to make, you know, on the spot decisions, whether to donate, throw away or recycle or, but it, it was a real overwhelming challenge that we were faced with. But one thing I did do immediately upon returning home, I started to declutter my own place mm-hmm. and just get rid of thing so no one would ever have to do that for me you know to go to go and find and search and keep and you know give away we, we did do a lot of donations on the west coast they are really into uh refurbishing you know old furniture so we did get a lot of uh i got a lot of write-offs you know we, we donated things to goodwill and, and the uh stores that they had on that in that area that that's a great point because as Karen said before, you can't take it with you, and you end up, you know, it's not intentional, but you end up really saddling your loved ones with this very difficult task, physically difficult, emotionally difficult, yeah. especially when you're grieving. I mean, because I think the sentimentality kicks up a notch even mm-hmm. when someone is no longer no longer with you, um, and I think that it's a really emotional time and. The other thing that people don't think about, and it doesn't sound like, Rose, that when you and your family members went, this was something that you struggled with. But another thing that sometimes happens, and I know that none of us could believe that this would happen when we are no longer here, but 
your family and the people around you can sometimes get a little crazy when you're gone and, and so start fighting over they things. Fight over things, yeah, over silly do. things. Yes. Silly things. And and that to me has been one of the one of the saddest things to observe when a person is gone. Um and to see relatives who are left behind fighting over things. Um, and so the other part is, in addition to decluttering, just if there's something special that you'd like for someone in your family to have, either give it to them now or let them know. But it's so Write much it in your will. Yeah, yeah, you know, you gotta, you have to specify because if you don't, it's really been, uh, it's been amazing to me how often and how common it is for families to be fractured, not just by the loss of a loved one, but by really kind of trying to divvy up what's left. Yeah, things, yeah. objects. Things. It's just too yeah. bad. Rose, thank you so much for your phone call, and I'm sorry you had to spend a week doing that. That sounds like, like you said, overwhelming. But yeah, we, sure, we appreciate your call. We need to take a break. We invite your phone calls. We're talking about decluttering, and there are all kinds of aspects to this, whether you're cleaning up after someone who has passed, whether you're cleaning up for yourself and you're having trouble cleaning up. Give us a call if you have cleaned up and how you did it, how you made the break with those things that you wanted to hang on to. The number is 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by the generous support from you, our listeners. work hard to offer a high quality unique product and you need an audience that appreciates this mpb listeners go out of their way to find diverse perspectives and award-winning news and programming make our audience your audience with an mpb underwriting credit for more information go to mpbonline.org Listen to stories and shows. Go to mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, women at mpbonline.org.
Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owens, Dr. Allie Brown. We are talking about decluttering, cleaning up your house. We don't mean like getting done with a scrub brush and cleaning the floor. We're talking about clutter, things that are in your house. Like I have a ton of magazines in my house and I'm not throwing them away. I only save, no, I I save certain ones and it's just over the years. I save them like, um, like end of the year, best of this year. See, and it serves as a, a look back, a retrospective of night of 2004. Look what happened in 2004 and look who was doing what. But if it's in a magazine, how much of that is really pertinent to you? Like, you know, like the the year in pictures for 1979. Yeah, I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I actually go back and actually I did go through uh, a big pile of those this year. And I threw away some of them. My husband keeps automobile magazines. He keeps car and driver, automobile, I forget which ones. And he, he like, I think, like, I asked him. I try not to harp because not everyone has my issues. But I say, if you wanted to, like, find the issue about, like, the Porsche from 19, whatever, <laughs> would you know which one to even look in? You're, you don't or have, like, a car catalog. <laughs> you don't have, you know, the Dewey Decimal System is not alive and well in your room, right? I mean, Indeed. it's like... Well, yeah, but but I can see, like, the magazine thing. And the other... Oh, but I think it's because you always believe that you're going to go back and read it, right? Like, you that's do. the fallacy. Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to go back and read it. So one of the things that I started doing is when I get a magazine that I love... Um, or if there's an article that's of interest and it's not available electronically, because now some of them are available electronically. So you could go back and archive something if you want to find it. If it's available electronically, I don't feel so compelled. But like if it's not available electronically, then what I'll do is I'll just rip out the article, which still sometimes clippings, I end up. Yeah. Yes. So it's the clippings. And that's still. I'm, so I struggle with paper. Paper is my thing. Mm-hmm. I I have a problem with paper, and so I have to sit down and force myself to thin paper, whether it's articles or, you know, whether it's mail and all that other stuff. Like, I I really struggle with keeping paper under control. Clothes another thing, but the paper <laughs> is the one I'm owning right now. I can't. Clothes is still a little bit much for me. Well, maybe Donna, who's calling in, can help you with that, Dr. Owens. Donna's calling in <laughs> oh. from Clay County, and you teach or taught decluttering? Yes, I'm retired now from the extension service, but one of the programs I used to teach was on decluttering, and sometimes the clients were people who it was really beginning to get beyond them, so one of the simple things I would tell them to do instead of going in and trying to do something all in one day was when you get home, take a grocery bag and just walk through the house and pick up a few things that you know you need to throw away and be done with that bag. When you tie it up, you forget it. Uh, so that, you know, because it's so overwhelming sometimes. Uh, but but when you're cleaning out your stuff, we, you know, I, I love the idea of bringing someone over to to uh, help help you with your declutter, but don't even mention that they've got a storage unit. Let the, let the <laughs> idea come from them, you know, just, just say, thanks for helping me today, you know, and then if they bring it up, say, well, if you want some help, I'll be glad to help you, but just invite them over to keep you company. Sometimes that's just the jump start they need. Right. And Absolutely. the t-shirt that was mentioned earlier, instead of keeping it shoved in a drawer, we used to say, you know, make that the background in a photo frame and put a photo over it and say that was the day we got engaged that's the shirt I was wearing that sort of thing and then it's not stuffed in a drawer and what I started with my children is I collect 
collect pottery and things like that. And so I started taking photos of everything and numbering it and then making a list and giving it individually to each child and say, tell me if you would like to have this. Uh, you know, mark mark by the number if this is an item that you want that I've taken this photo of. And then I make a list of who's getting it. Oh, you got it together. You were so organized, Donna. My goodness. Oh, my gosh. No wonder you taught that class. <laughs> yeah. Can we like, just keep you on the line when people call in? I'll be like, what's that's Donna. <laughs> <laughs> but that is great. Thank well, you so you know, much. A lot of times you have things that, that are valuable, monetarily valuable, but your children have no clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and and that's the way it is with my pottery, you know. And that's um, one of the things is that you kind of before you start trashing stuff, you got to know how much it's worth. And so if there right. are things like that, whether it's antique furniture, pottery, um, heirloom jewelry, those kinds of things, um, for some of those things, you really do need to kind of do a little bit of extra legwork to before you just send it off because everybody tells those stories about finding you know the Picasso in the yard sale for two dollars. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's not that it's monetary either. It's that they didn't know that great great grandma did that. You know, they thought yeah. they bought it somewhere. Um, so, so you you need to leave them the information to work with. <laughs> Thank you so much, Donna. Some great advice. Appreciate it. Pam uh, is calling in from Raymond. Pam, go ahead. Uh, yes, one. I don't know uh, if you have mentioned this book. Um, but I recently read The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying by Marie Kondo, and uh, it's an excellent, to me, uh, different approach about decluttering. It's sitting uh, right here on the table. <laughs> yes, and it, I thought that a lot of this ideas there and just the approach is so much um, better. It, it really has helped me better than any of these other, you know, throw it out if you haven't used it in six months mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, because I really think it gets to the heart of of why you want to have a decluttered home. Um, and so I find, found it very helpful. Even the little tips like um, not putting your coins in a dish or in collecting coins, you know, just something you have to do something with later. What's yeah. wrong with collecting coins? Because she said, as she says, she goes into many houses and there are Ziploc bags, bags of full coins. Of coins. Oh. Bags of coins. I've got a bag of coins at my house. Yeah, I mean, you have to figure out to take them to the bank and do you wrap them or do you say, she said, just spend them and that you'll never have that clutter in your house. Well, and Pam, did you like, I wanted to ask you one thing about that, because in, for me, the thing that really got me was throughout the book, in addition to the recommendations and with Marie going through her style for helping people to declutter, just yeah. the way that she ties it in to the emotional aspects. Yeah. I, that was the thing for me, I think, that made this different from just your average, hey, declutter your home kind of thing, is that you do, you realize that concept of how we carry things around, whether they're physical or emotional. Like one of the questions that she asks about, does it spark joy? Right. And the concept, she asked this about clothing. And I thought when I first read it, well, who thinks that there's, who says that clothing (laughs) sparks joy? Um, But the concept of if you start surrounding yourself with the things that spark joy, 
in your life and that you say for those things that don't really spark joy, then I'm going to allow them to go be the thing that sparks joy for someone else. And that then when you look around you, everything around you are things that you have identified in your life as the things that give you joy. What a peaceful, wonderful existence, you know, to think about. Like She even talks about touching each item, touch each piece of clothing, pick it up, touch it, look at it. Does it bring you joy? It sounds kind of weird, but it really works. You know, it's like, well, no, I don't need this. I realize I have things that bring resentment. Yeah, exactly. Right? Get rid of them. They're holding you down. But what were you saying, Pam? It It helped me realize that a lot of the things that are very important to me, sentimental wise, you know, my family Bible things that I do want to keep and that do spark joy when I have, I've got those hidden away because I don't have room for them. (laughs) And I could get rid of a lot of mundane stuff and be able to enjoy those things that are truly important to me. Well, Pam, thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling. Bye-bye. We need to take our last break of the show, and then we'll come back um, and talk more about decluttering. If you want to give us a call, please do. The number is 877-MPB-RING, 877-672-7464. If you're going to call, call now because we don't have that much time left in the show. So don't wait any longer. We'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is Jim Dees, host of Thacker Mountain Radio, inviting you to join us every Saturday night at 7 p.m., where we'll feature the best in literature and music. We're inviting you to reach out and put your hands on the radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. Thacker Mountain Radio on MPB Think Radio. To listen to stories and shows, go to mpbonline.org. This is Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. To take part in today's show with your questions or comments, call 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show, women at mpbonline.org. Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. We are talking about decluttering today with Dr. Michelle Owens and Dr. Allie Brown and how decluttering can actually improve your health, improve your life, improve your well-being. You wouldn't think that throwing away all that stuff in your second drawer of your dresser could really do that. Decreasing Ah, the junk drawer. Decreasing (laughs) stress, increasing your mood. 
Um, Everybody your, has a junk drawer. Everyone. everyone. Does, yeah. Everybody's entitled to a junk drawer. Mine has One. batteries and pens and old keys. I don't know what they go to, so I don't throw them away in case I. Oh, I recently did a key a key call. I got rid of keys. And why I got little we, tags to put the keep, keys on. Why do we keep old keys and we don't know what they go to? Because you because think one, mystery. Day, one day you're going to find a lock and it's going to miraculously I get it could be to a treasure chest. <laughs> I even got rid of some keys and put it in the garbage. And the nice lady who helps me clean my house, she took it out the garbage because she thought I accidentally She's threw like, away oh a gosh, key. She's like, the keys back, the keys back. <laughs> it won't go it away. It won't go away. The haunted key. I finally threw away a key that I had to an old car that's been wrecked and destroyed. Oh, and I kept it for several years. I don't know why. I just did. Yeah. So we talked about what we talked about struggling with paper and clothes and some other things. Um, for me, an, another thing has been toys because I have small children and there's so, so much stuff. With oh kids. my gosh! And those Happy Meals, like every oh, no, little every right. little restaurant thing has some little kitty toy. And next thing you know, we have a million kitty toys. And and my kids don't get to eat out as frequently as like maybe even I did when I was a kid. Um, so that's like a special thing. And we have so many toys. And so I've been struggling because then there's a birthday or there's a holiday, and then they get more toys and. How do we get rid of the toys? And so when they're I, not home, that, that's how. So my <laughs> is so, that wrong? That's what I do. So I have asked some of my cluttering expert friends and for some tips, some mom, mommy tips. And one of the things that they said was either like when they go away or when they're asleep, thinning toys. And my, so I have a, a son whose birthday is is in uh, around Christmas. And one of the things that he does is around his birth. I mean, around his birthday. Um, recognizing that there are other children who don't have toys and those kinds of things for holidays. And so in addition to giving new toys, he also finds toys to donate. And so that's kind of a part of this ritual that we do. And it's centered around the concept of it's so about giving and the, the spirit of giving. And because it's the holiday season, it's a whole lot easier to, to thread in. But um that's, you know, another way to do it with the toys. And then sometimes you just have to take them out and let your mom throw the stuff away. You know, it seems to me that often we won't see our house the way others see it. So would you recommend, this sounds like so painful that I couldn't do this, but to have a good friend come over and look at your house and say, did you notice that you have a lot of clutter over here and over there and down here? Well, you know what's funny is that like, so I have I have a very good friend who is a psycho decluttering person. <clears throat> is that a good thing? <laughs> and and one of the things that I was having issues with was my closet, and so I was kind of like, okay, I need you to come help me with this thing. And she did a remarkable job. She hauled off bags of stuff. There's more to go. I know. We're we're <laughs> we're still working on it. So yeah. So I, I will give you guys an update on um Dr. Brown's uh professional work on my closet. Oh, as she's the psycho. And she if there's the wine psycho. involved, it's even better. That, see, make an event of it. But, but and that's there wasn't that, actually we didn't even have wine. You know, day. and and for, for those people with whom you have a really good relationship, mm-hmm. like the caller before who said it was her cousin, somebody who you're close to or that you have a really good relationship with who can actually speak 
speak that truth or who can can affirm for you yeah that might have been cute when you were in high school exactly. but i was like it is i was like uh, michelle uh, uh-uh. were there any things in there, your closet that still had price tags on them oh yes oh my gosh oh, yeah. yeah and that's one thing uh that mary condes talks about she talks about when you buy something take it out the bag immediately and cut off the tag you know don't because some people have bags and bags of stuff that they buy and it's still mm-hmm. in the bag with the tag on yeah. from a long time ago absolutely you forget it's even there yeah and Tell people the name of the book because we've had some calls on it's that. It's called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Marie Kondo is the author. And we have a few, like, just some little ideas about things that people have encountered in giving things away. So first of all, flat surfaces are not storage areas. Ooh. Ouch. Who did that hurt? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You only have the space you have. Unless, of course, you have three storage, storage units. units right. is something totally different. Um, when you put... Time when you put things into a pile to deal with later, you have lost the battle. So the time is now. Mm-hmm. So don't put things in a pile to deal with later. That ugly sweater your mother gave you is not your mother. So you're not throwing your mother away. And I like what you said about that. So Dr. Brown, follow up on that. Oh, when someone gives you a gift, I mean, it's the the thought behind the gift that they're actually giving you, right? I mean, how many times do you buy a gift for someone and you're just like looking for something to get them because you want them to understand that you appreciate them? You get them a candle. Right, (laughs) The candle's always the fallback (laughs) gift. And so getting rid of that item, if you're not using it, doesn't get rid of that sentiment and that appreciation from your friend. And then another thing, so there's there are some concepts that you can apply. So we're talking about things. So the idea would be that things, everything has a place, right? And so one of these concepts is called fork it, F-O-R-K, it, fork it, like fork. And it's because if you, so all the forks in our homes have a place, right? Yes. So they have a space in a drawer where we put them. If you are cleaning your house and you find a fork under the couch, where does the fork go? The fork goes to the dishwasher or, you know, you clean it and you put it where it belongs. So the concept of applying that same fork concept to the things in your home so that everything has a space, a place that it belongs so that it can be seen, so that it can be utilized maximally, so that it can be enjoyed. And so if you just apply the fork concept and to your... um to your items, then that's another thing that can help you because none of us would find a fork and just take the fork and put it in the sock drawer. Nobody well, does that. We're almost out of time and I want to get to this email because Amanda, who, who sent us an email, has a great question. Any ideas how to deal with photos? I may inherit more than I care to hang on to. People will feel very guilty about photo, family photos. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I have a whole bin of them that mm-hmm. I won't touch. Photos are on my list with a star. Yeah. <laughs> Marie Kondo has an answer for that, you too. You can it's scan them, frankly, yeah. in this day and age, right? Uh, get them scanned in and keep them electronically, first of all, yeah, especially like the ones that you don't find a use for. Or an external an external hard drive, mm-hmm. you know, is a good place if you scan photographs and, and keep them so that you can, if you need them again, you can always print them out or what have you. Um, I think photos are challenging for a number of reasons, and primarily because those are kind of the really sentimental mm-hmm. gifts and things that we have. Um, and so that's, and even in the book that we've referenced today, it's kind of the last thing that she talks about being able to 
thin or to tidy because this whole thing is a process like you you become more comfortable saying what things spark joy saying yes to things saying no to other things and as you become more confident and you feel more free in doing that then you can apply it to the things that are harder like photos and other more um, sentimental memorabilia Um, and again it doesn't mean you got to throw everything out but it does so help to lighten the load and I hope that our listening audience has at least least gotten to appreciate that not only from what we've shared but from what our callers have shared as well all right and we're out of time how's that to wrap up the show thank you all very much for listening great topic today in it. Under photos, she says, cherish who you are now. <laughs> Not, like that. Not who you were. So the past means nothing, eh? Right. She's a little bit, you know, colder than some. <laughs> Southern Remedy for Women is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio. It is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by generous support from the MPB Foundation. Today's show was engineered by Jay White, our call screener, Java Chapman. For Dr. Michelle Owens, for Dr. Allie Brown, I'm Karen Brown. I hope you'll join us again next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR's Here and Now is next. I'm going home to throw away a bunch of crap. <laughs> Listen to MPB. Think Radio.